0: Light on, unbelievable! Did they have a chance out there? You bet they had a chance out there. They just didn't take it. Still get nervous about that game. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're a sharks fan and you just watch the replay? You think, is it? Gonna... Oh, they got there again. How good! How good! It is another run to the finals. Podcast for Big League Magazine. Editor Maria Cialis and senior writer Pam Whaley here with Jimmy Smith. Looking forward to getting through a lot of topics over the next uh, half an hour or so. Uh, we've got topics of the day that we want to get to. We've got some. Uh, News coming out of the magazine. We're going to have a look at the game by game. We've got a special guest in Rory Cost. Jason, look forward to speaking to Rory as well. Bad news for him this year with the um, that injury to the to the throat that has led to his retirement from the game. He's going to stay involved in the game, but just not as a player. We'll have our fantasy corner as well with the guru Chris Kennedy and of our fearless predictions. We're excited about fearless predictions this week. I don't know why, but we are. Uh, Maria, Pam, welcome. Good morning. Uh, and uh, first of all, what are you looking forward to in this round 24 of the National Rugby League?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Titans do tonight. Um, obviously have had a very tough week and mm. we know traditionally in rugby league, if you have a tough week, a lot of the time you win games or you at least perform better than they have in the past few weeks. Um, Jared Haynes out, so I don't know how that'll affect them. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing... They Can you know keep another team to less than a million points? That's great, <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> I'm looking forward
2: to Panthers Raiders. I think this, um, this game the uh, back in Bathurst in round 14, I think yes. it was, mm. yes, yes, uh, great. What an amazing game that was! And that could have been, um, so important to the Raiders. I think that win now that could have that that loss is really important to them now. So, I'm looking forward to seeing another classic matchup between these two because they've become rivals i guess over these past few years it's, they it's been have great. and they were yeah remember
0: of course uh, 1990 1991 panthers versus raiders in grand finals they shared one on those occasions you mm-hmm. ride right, that game in round 14 incredible i'm with you yeah i'm looking for, guess what Can't Too, wait. it's not on a uh, saturday night too it's on a sunday mm-hmm. dry ground 2pm fast track Points are plenty. That could be anything. Yeah, it Two could be really anything. exciting attacking teams. Yep. Penrith haven't quite found 2016. Maybe the Raiders have, but is it too late? How important was that four-point flip around mm-hmm. between the Panthers and the Raiders back in round 14? So, yeah, that's going to be a classic. I think there's some really good games coming up this weekend as well. But let's jump into the big issue of the day or the week, and that was Hayne v. Henry or Elgi versus Henry or pretty much the world. The Neil Henry, how did you see it from where you were sitting, Maria?
1: Um, I find it hard to I, – I think the thing is um, over the years I've had a lot of chats with Neil Henry and I really like him. He's one of the better coaches to interview because he actually gives you things and, um, yep. yeah, he's very personable and I, I, don't, I don't know where I stand on this, to be honest, but it seems like the only way out for them is to get rid of him if your players aren't – Neil Henry. Neil get Henry, rid of Neil yeah. Henry. Yeah. If your players aren't responding, and if Jared Haynes going to demand the rest of his salary as any person would, as you would, yep, um, then it seems like there's no choice.
0: There's so much conflicting news coming out mm. from you know whether you call it as camps or out of the one camp or whichever journalist is taking whatever angle and and who's their source and what does that source think and all that sort of thing. It's just um, Jared Haynes has to be hard to coach. He is frustrating to coach because you don't get maximum effort out of him on every occasion. You can see that. So that's frustrating from a coach. And I know for a fact I was playing in a side and Brad Fittler came in and was getting paid $800,000 a year. Like he was winning lotto every year, Freddie, right? but. And, and 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 most other players were on much less than him. Certainly I was, and appropriately <laughs> so. But the thing is this the harder it got at training, at the really hard times at training, that's when Brad Fittler was at his best. When you wanted to win games, that's when Brad Fittler was at his best. So when you look at that, you go, he's getting 800 and he deserves it. Whereas if you're looking at Jared Hayne and you're playing with Jared Hayne and you're on 200 grand a year, if you're on $85,000 a year, which is the base wage of an NRL player, and you look at him getting paid 1.2 million, and people say, oh, it doesn't matter what you get paid. If they're not trying, if they're not putting in the same effort as you, that sticks in your craw. That you don't like.
1: I can imagine.
2: Yeah. I, I find it hard to find a stance on this as well because I don't believe that they recruited Jared Hayne expecting that they were going to get the best Jared Hayne that we saw in 2009, that we saw who won the Dahlia medals and all the rest of it. Sure. I don't believe that they recruited him thinking he was going to reach those great heights. I believe they recruited him because of the um, attention he would bring to the Titans, what he would be able to do for them off the field. And he's done that. And he has done that. Um, And I think that they're smarter than um, maybe they've been given credit for because it's pretty well known that Jared Hayne doesn't put in the the same kind of effort in – in a team environment or in a club environment that say a Cameron Smith or a Jonathan Thurston would in terms of trying to, um, organize a team, how they play this and that, you know, having an effect on, on every player from the youngest player in the team through to yeah. the older ones. Yeah. I feel like it, that's pretty well known that he's not that kind of guy. He's just a, he's just a big game player and looking at that, Yeah, I don't know how it's gone so sour because I I feel like they've wanted something out of him that he can't give and they've recruited him um, based on who he is. Jared Hayne is yeah. who he is. He's yeah. 30 years old. He is not going to change. He's made a career out of this. This is just who he is. Um, that's tough in a team environment, but that's what you get when Jared Hayne is in your team.
0: Commercially, it's worked, no doubt. Commercially, it's worked for them. Um, has it worked for Neil Henry? Probably it's really frustrating for him, as as I mentioned earlier. But where's Graham And Where's Graham Annesley's strong stance on this saying to the other players involved, hey, hey, boys, don't worry about that. You do your job. And Neil yeah. Henry starts to complain. He say, hey, Neil... We got him here for a reason, I know, and I know it's put an uh, uh, put an imprint on your football department. That's it. We've got to live with it. And all the other sponsors making noise saying, "Guys, we're doing this," and, and we you know the the tail's not wagging the dog. You know, it's not sponsors coming here telling us what to do. We tell you what to do, mm-hmm. okay? And we want to work with you and all of that sort of thing. So I think that lack of leadership. From Graham Annesley has has contributed to all of this. I think it's and 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 if you want to get rid of Jared Hayne, then do it. If you want to get rid of Neil Henry, then do it. You know, but um, don't be held to ransom. Don't be told. Don't be pulled. Lead. Don't Mm -hmm. be pulled. I think that's the the key one in that one. Uh, We've got clubs right as we speak that are meeting to determine what they uh, accept as a salary cap for 2018 and beyond. The speculation anywhere from nine point two, which it seems nine clubs agree to to nine point six, which another four clubs agree to, and then anything in between, which is where about another three or four clubs go. Eh, maybe mm-hmm. Pam, where are we going? Where are we going to end up on this?
2: I think we might end up a little bit higher than nine point two, just because of the um, the clubs, the five clubs, I guess, that wanted yeah. a little bit higher. I feel like we're going to land somewhere in the middle. But I tell you what, I really hate this clubs kind of deciding this kind of stuff because the salary cap is supposed to be a level playing field for the entire competition. Well, it's
0: not. We know that. But it's not. That's exactly
2: right. So those five clubs have most of the advantage, I feel, aside from Brisbane, who is in one of the nine clubs that is kind of happy with their 9.2, they have the advantage of third party sponsors and this and that, and if they have not managed their cap to um fit into the 9.2 that was that was said this yep. is that this is what um and we they believe were advised. they were advised of yes. that and if they if they that is not anyone else's problem except but there's. their own that's right and then they're going to hold the rest of these clubs to kind of uh, to a higher cap mm. where that they are happy with when they're the ones that haven't kind of done the right thing and organized themselves properly i don't i i don't like it at all
0: right.
1: Yeah, um our friend of the podcast Michael Karianis um says the 9 is clubs he, Is he a he's friend a friend of the, friend pro- of the podcast. Oh, okay. He's also a big league tipster still winning. Oh, which just drives r- right. me insane. <laughs> oh, okay. Um good friend. Then. Yeah, good friend. But he um he writes the the 9 clubs that don't want to raise the salary cap. are worried that if they do the NRL won't give them as much money for a grant that they do every year, which would mean uh less profit, less Money to work with, yeah. Um, so you can see where they're coming from, and it, yeah, obviously when you look at that, besides St George Laura, those clubs who are looking for an increase so are pretty, pretty, pretty set. Canterbury, South Sydney, Sydney Roosters, Canberra, hit miss. But um, I, well, I just Canberra as well have Canberra, their whole their yeah. whole
2: city down there. I mean, yeah. they do pretty well for themselves. I just,
1: I, 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 it's dragged on way too long. It's been, it's just been very. I wish it was just done.
0: Yeah. It has dragged on, but you remember there's so many competing interests yeah. there with the with the players and the NRL and now with the clubs involved and as the well. Bulldogs I think too. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that the fact that now we're talking about anywhere between nine point two and nine point six, like that's the, six is the ceiling, two is the floor, point two is the floor, and so every, anything in there it's going to land in there. What happened to ten?
2: Yeah, I know. The, the
0: NRL have changed the story. They've they've been able to fashion this in a way where they've started talking at a number that's completely different to what the clubs initially wanted. So that's a good bit of work from the NRL from a negotiation point of view. The players, the players would have walked in thinking 10. Now all of a sudden they're thinking, if we get 9.6, it's a massive win. Yeah. So they've done well to change the, the, the thought around that. The other thing about it is I totally agree. If you've made those problems for yourself in future years, then you need to undo it. Mm-hmm. If they go to 9.2, it'll be hard to shed players because every other team is constrained. If they go to 9.5, let's say 9.5, then that will open up other clubs being able to, take players from either Canterbury or Canberra, whoever else thinks they need to shed players. So um, it'll find that nice balance, I think. So I reckon 9.5, you'll have exclusions for um, uh, long-term players and and car allowance and all that sort of thing. And I think that's a really good result all round. Mm -hmm. All round. Canterbury will still have to shed players as they should.
1: Absolutely. As they should. I mean, you can't promise people the world, actually sign them and then go... Uh, actually... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, so we so thought so sorry it was going
0: that. to be... No, no, <laughs> so no, you are advised twice that it wasn't going to be that. Yeah. yeah. So I respond think to that.
2: What Penrith, I believe, have done as well is they've signed a lot of players but then based on a certain salary and then a percentage of whatever the salary cap will increase by. So say you signed for $400,000 and then a 10% increase, so then you would get the other $40,000 or something like that. So that is what makes it smart to keep it level with that's the, right. with the cat it's smart that's Absolutely. smart
0: right exactly because they're numbers they're not yes or no it's like yeah. it's not yes or no it's we'll find a find a spot in between where you that's can right. move the dial a little bit on and it and if yeah. you get
2: players that what, that want to sign on that deal then that's fantastic and if they don't you don't, then sign, you them. don't sign them that's right yeah.
0: yeah it makes sense well done we've solved that <laughs> done yeah, should have got us in for the negotiations but right, let's have a look in the magazine, what you've done. What have you girls been up to in uh, for round 24, Pam? Uh, I'll tell you what, I noticed a the story there about expansion in the West, given <laughs> the demise of the Force. Were you chasing up a story there?
2: I was, and uh didn't really come through, but that's the uh, benefit of, well, the the downside to print, I guess. We kind of asked for a comment from the NRL, about um, expansion. Obviously, there's that new territory. Well, it's not new territory, but there's it's a new a, a, opportunity, a, I guess. As Steve Mascord says,
0: it's a reclamation. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, um, uh, over in Western Australia. Mm. Um, and it was, I guess, a good opportunity for them to say, So, so yeah, you are looking a sta- at you it. you got a statement from Brian
0: I, Canavan at the National Rugby League? No, I
2: asked for one. I didn't get one. But what? we uh, – yeah, so I guess – the NRL is looking at it, but there's not going to be any expansion anytime soon. They are still continuing with the, all the things that they do in, in WA. Right. Um, Which so is
0: significant. They're doing a lot of things there. But yeah, they
2: definitely are. But it, it does pour cold water on yeah. the idea that there would be mm. um, any further development of WA.
1: They're not going to expand. They're going to have to take a team over there. How could they expand when there are nine clubs in Sydney and you know, 90% of them are not making a profit? I agree. How?
0: You can help them make a
2: profit.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I can't believe that the National Rugby League hasn't come out and said, in the wake of the demise of the Western force and the shrinking of rugby union in this country, we have our eyes firmly set on Perth to be a chance of an expansion. When we decide to go to 18 teams, when that when that year is, we don't know. But I'll we'll tell you what: the way, what are the infrastructure there? Look at the players we've got there. Look at the support we've got there. We are very interested. We take games there every year. We take an Origin there in 2019, and mm-hmm. yet we don't get anything like that. Think big,
2: think bigger. I agree. I agree. Let's just talk uh, bigger. Be positive about it. Let's talk about the game in in how it should be talked about. That it's the greatest game. In it's the world. Yeah, what it we, is. You know
0: what? We're thinking about taking yeah. over Perth. Leave it with us. We'll get back to you on that one. But we <laughs> are thinking about taking over Perth. What's that? Another Brisbane side? Yep. We're going to continue our domination of the northern market. What's that internationally? Yes. We've got the Rugby League World Cup coming up here at the end of the year and it's going to be massive. What's that? Yes. We're going to take state of origin games all over the world.
1: Like talk it up. Maybe it. Maybe you need to go sit in an office and just... Scream at them. Scream at the, <laughs> scream at the walls. <laughs> so that's generally I, what I do. Can, uh, can I just quickly, um, I make up statistics just so you know. Oh, good. Um, you know, anyone can prove any statistic. That's right. 80% of people know that. Yep. Um, so, someone's going to pull me up on statistics, just know I make them up. Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm not good at math. Oh, okay. Clearly. That's right. why I <laughs> went into But journalism. you like it to support your argument. Oh, so you just, definitely. Right, Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> nice little story on Nick Kotrick.
1: Yeah, so he's
2: obviously been a standout for Canberra this year, hasn't he? he he's a has, superstar. He's a superstar. He's 18 years old. I don't know yeah. if that's been mentioned at all this year. <laughs> uh, nice. But he was doing his HSC last year and he's yeah. just kind of come into that team. Been so consistent, so good calm and level-headed. I spoke to Blake Austin about him and he was saying that um, both he and Aiden Caesar have had obviously a tough year this year Um, and Nick has been the one to kind of lighten the mood. He's a happy-go-lucky kid. He reminds them how lucky they are to be doing what they're doing. So, um, yeah, big things in store for this kid.
0: I called him in an under-20s game game last year. He was under 18 at the time and I looked at him and looked at his physique and went, oh, my Mm. God, have a look at you. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah okay fair enough um but yeah and and has carried that on this year with an outstanding debut season. clearly rookie of the year
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think clearly I think, yeah I think clearly no I think Jaden Braley's injury yeah that would have been it would have been neck and neck but
2: Brock lamb has been playing well the past few weeks but he hasn't been as consistent as Nick Cotrick
0: yeah no like yeah. I, I agree I think Nick Cotrick just a standout rookie of the year winner um no doubt about it right now let's have a look at the games it's on tonight the Parramatta eels up against the Titans and remember no Jared Hayne how do we see this one go what about last week can't believe you didn't tip <laughs> your knights against the eels Pam Oh,
2: well I've just got egg on my face don't I I, I can't believe that but
1: yeah um, I don't know if they were um, I don't know if they were underestimating the Knights maybe a little bit um, Brad
2: Arthur said as much so yeah, I don't yeah. think yeah. that's gonna happen uh, no again.
1: that's not gonna happen this week because Brad Arthur would have screamed at them for about 50 hours Um. The Eels have to win. It doesn't matter about their position anymore. It matters about whether or not they're a serious contender. They don't want to get knocked out in the first wake. Um, And the Titans have been very, very poor. To the point where I I, I like switch over channels because I feel uncomfortable Watching them defend last the resp- week was painful.
0: The response from the Titans in the absence of Jared Hayne with Neil Henry still at the helm is going to be really interesting. That'll yeah. tell you a lot about what, what the players are thinking.
2: Yeah. As you, as you said, Maria, the Eels have to win this one because they need to get a bit of momentum heading into the finals if if they're serious, and, and they are. So they really need to win this one regardless of what the Titans toss up.
0: Eels to win. Rabbitohs Warriors.
1: The Warriors have to be, I think, for me, the most underwhelming um, team this year, when you look at that sheet, I mean, they should be doing so much better. Without Roger Tuovasashek, I wonder even what would have happened. Yeah. Um, he's the only one who has any sort of spark or or attacking flair, especially, obviously, with Sean Johnson out. And the Rabideaus have been playing pretty well. So I think they're going to end this year much like they did last year, sort of on a high
0: well, the Rabbitohs have made some positional changes, like Cody Walker to six, Alex Johnson to fullback, and then it just changes the way they
1: attack. Yeah, yeah, Completely Cody Walker changes. is
2: definitely better at number six, I yeah. think. That's Clearly. just where he belongs. And, um, yeah, the Rabbitohs should be way too good. for but, uh, The Warriors, as you said, they just—it's so upsetting. Um, yeah, Roger Shek has just carried that team this year.
0: Broncos, Dragons. This will be interesting. Dragons got a pretty good record up there at Suncorp Stadium, Pam.
2: Yeah, but... The Broncos are just going on a mad roll at the moment. I think that they're going to be a, too a good. mad roll. A <laughs> mad roll. Quote me right. on it. <laughs> <laughs> a sick, fully, a fully sick, roll. sick roll. It is hectic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the the Broncos are just going to be way too good here. I think the the Dragons, obviously, um, uh, are improving. I think, but um, I think their win against the Titans, although it was a great one, it is not the Broncos, I think they will face pretty tough opposition up there.
1: I have a real stat. Actually, the Dragons are terrible oh. in Queensland. They haven't won there since 2009 at Suncorp. Um, so, yeah, they've struggled massively. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought they had a good record at Suncorp. No,
1: thanks to the great David Middleton who gives me all my real stats. Um, oh. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, and, God, the Broncos are just ridiculous to watch.
0: The Broncos are playing well. Tao Tau Moga is playing really well in uh, just before he moves to Newcastle. I do like Dufty at fullback better than uh, Dugan at fullback. um, But they they still they. I was watching there at uh, University of Wollongong Oval at uh, Cogra, and they had four opportunities they missed down that down their left hand side just because they just didn't get it right. Like you don't get that many opportunities. Get it right, well you do against the Gold Coast, (laughs) but. You just got to get it right. Broncos to win.
1: Um, and Ben Hunt, um, he has been named. He picked up that wrist injury at training earlier in the week, um, and we were going to put him on the cover this week, but he sort of said, "No, I don't think you should." So I think he'll be a late um, exclusion. Oh,
0: okay. I heard he was set to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do
1: we? But, but he was just like, "No, oh, don't put me don't on the do cover. It. Don't do it."
0: Wow, inside of tip there. So <laughs> he probably be...
1: will play because that's my luck. Yeah. Slam
0: and semi day at. Uh, at dummy half, at dummy
1: half, yeah.
2: Wow,
0: nice. Now, night storm, sixteen v one, back at uh, McDonald Jones mm-hmm. Stadium, Pam.
2: Yeah, look, this this game, whenever Newcastle plays Melbourne, it always it's always interesting. Mm. Um, the last time the Knights got an away win was playing Melbourne um, down at Amy Park um, in 2015. After that horror year as well, so. Um, yeah, but Melbourne way too good. I think that it's going to be um, closer than I think people expect it to mm-hmm. be. Uh, but Melbourne are going to win this one.
1: Munster's back, which is good for them. Yeah. Um, I was reading earlier in the week he hasn't scored a try yet this season. No. So um, might set up my, a few. Might, yeah, set up a few. Might be uh, interested in that against the Knights. Um, I do think it'll be close. I love watching Knights and Storm because I feel like they make them really nervous. Newcastle um, makes the Storm really nervous.
0: Strikes me as a guy who would like to do a nudie run. Camera master. That's, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, yes, hasn't uh, has scored a try. Neither is Jesse Bromwich nor Jordan McLean either. So uh, Slade Griffin there as well. So um, got a few mates with him. Uh, Suliasi Vunavalu. Let's see who he tries to jump over this week. Um, uh, and if he does do it again, he will be suspended. Yeah. Uh, should have gone very close to a suspension after that game last week. Uh, good contest. Uh, but Storm win that one and continue on there. March to the minor premiership, Roosters, West Tigers. Roosters will be far too powerful for an improving West Tiger side, but this this is a bad matchup for the Tigers. They don't like the power of the Roosters. The Roosters will dominate them after a, I thought, really good performance against Melbourne in Melbourne.
1: Agreed. I don't have much more to add.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, the West Tigers were obviously fantastic against uh, Manly in that second half last week, um, but the Roosters – They do need to start stringing some dominant performances together as well. I feel like they've been a little bit up and down, up and down, up and down this year. So um, now is the time to really kind of stick the boot in.
0: Michael Gordon back. um, And you still think Mm. Ryan Madison playing in the centre. So that's obviously short term. But uh, let's see what happens with Joey Manu and Mm -hmm. so forth. So keep your eye on the team sheets for that one. Cowboys Shark, tough call this one. Um, Depending on, you presume Michael Morgan's going to play after that really severe concussion last week. Their effort was outstanding against Penrith um, with his little bit of class might have made a difference. I'm going to tip the uh, the home team in this one, Maria.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, it's my upset for the week. Um, and the Sharks, there's just something um, after their performance last week. I know the Broncos were so dominating. Um, there seems to be something a, a little bit lacking and James Maloney obviously came back after a while and he was a bit rusty. Yeah, it might take him another week or so to get back into that great form. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cowboys at home. I mean, there's they've got so much going against them. But, you know, that usually produces a good performance, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I feel like the Cowboys are going to get run down in this one. Sorry, guys. I, I think that um, obviously they were so tough against Penrith last week. It was pretty amazing. Um, but I think Cronulla need to win.
0: So no mad roll for the Cowboys. No, no mad roll. It's easy to put <laughs> Bad roll. water on that one. Bad roll for the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, this is a cracker. Raiders, Panthers, Sunday. Down in the nation's capital, uh, two great attacking teams, Maria.
1: I think you could flip a coin. It's going to come down to who defends better, I think. Um, the Raiders, they are getting a roll on.
2: A mad roll. Um,
1: they're getting a mad roll on. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere. There's still something. I need to see a few more more performances come together, I think, for them. And the Panthers are just uh, they are going for eight straight, which is a club record. Um, and they haven't been that good, no, but
2: no, they
1: have won a yes. lot of games. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see a nice 80-minute performance from them.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. This is, as you said, a flip of the coin. I think that, yeah, I have absolutely no idea I'm going to tip the Raiders just because they're the home team.
0: Yeah, Raiders the home team for me, um, and, and that's why. Uh, that's yeah, why, Because I mean, that's why. Um, uh, I thought Nathan Cleary last week was exceptional exceptional in that game. Uh, they've had a bit of trouble, the Raiders, of course, over there for the Warriors. But um, Shannon Boyd, Junior Paulo, in really good form, must continue that against Tamo and Campbell Gillard, who were really good last week against oh, the Cowboys. So Campbell there's Gillard. a good clash. Killing it. Bulldogs, Manly on Sunday. Pam?
2: <laughs> Manly. I mean, Manly. Manly. That's, that's it. Uh, I feel terrible for the Bulldogs. No, uh, I no, really do. I feel, feel so terrible no, for nah, their players lying. and um, well, I Why? just think Why? because you can tell they're, they're, they're pained. They just want this <laughs> season to <laughs> <are> to <laughs> come to an end. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just so that something can get sorted out and they can get their minds back on the job. Cause that is not where it's at at the moment. They're, they're everywhere. And obviously now with Josh Reynolds missing again, it's, is he going to play another game for the Bulldogs, Maria? I'm not sure, but oh. I think Manly, um, uh, yeah, will be too good.
1: Yeah, you got to go with Manly. There's a lot on the line for them.
0: Exactly. Too much to play for.
1: Um, do, did you guys know that when the Bulldogs lost to Manly, I think it was 36-0 or something like that earlier yes. in the year, they yes. were uh, on a six-game winning streak. They were doing really well up mm. until the point they played the Seagulls. And, and then, then David
0: Clemmer slapped Daly Cherry Evans. Downhill said, yeah. real
1: fast. Yeah, so um yeah, Bulldogs games are just really really sad to watch.
0: Yeah, they make it tough work don't they. They tried to throw the ball around a little more last week, didn't they? They tried to th- not with a great deal of success, well, but they tried to throw the ball around. You
1: can't just be like, okay, now we're going to offload. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. Ah, uh,
1: here you go. Yes. Um no, yes. you actually have to plan
0: that. I just play Brett Morris at fullback. Or maybe Moses Enbi at fullback. Just play Whatever, someone else at fullback. Do something. Let's just do something. Like Let's you just can't, just can't have your big move being Chase Stanley to the, like that can't no. be the the big move. Oh. Try something else. Anyway, Manly should win. Um, Tom Trebojevic, as i said, is now my favourite player in the league. Love watching him play. Uh, He was very good at Leichhardt Oval last week, um, but not good enough against uh, Teddy. And uh, I think they just have far too much to play for, Manly. So they can win that one. There you go. Round 24, done and dusted. Run to the finals podcast, round 24 for your big league magazine. Special guest time. And right now we're going to have a chat with... Well, it's has a most unfortunate finish to his career, hasn't it? An injury picked up in pre-season for Rory Jason, and as a result of that, hasn't been able to play at all for the Newcastle Knights. He's still very heavily involved in the club that has been so good after the last month. So no doubt there's a fair bit of confidence running around, but uh, Rory's on the line. G'day, Rory. Hey guys. How are you? Yeah, really well. You better tell us first about uh, the injury that you suffered, um, the complications that you had with that, and the, and the decision in the end to not play rugby league again. It must have been a tough one. Yeah, that's um, obviously it's been
3: a pretty tough uh, nine or so months now. The, the injury sustained I think 17th of January, and um, yeah, it was just a pretty standard drill of an elbow in the throat, and then um, it got complicated from there. A couple of surgeries, and now my airway is um, has been reduced significantly, and I can't exercise and breathe it. The level required to play NRL. Mm.
1: Um, Has it obviously affected you a lot, just in your regular day-to-day life as well?
3: Yeah, it actually has. To be honest, Um, you probably can't tell. I'm I'm getting a little bit better at it, but I um, lose my breath pretty easily when I'm talking. My sentences, I have to breathe a bit, a bit more. Uh, They're not as long as they used to be, and I can't talk as fast as I used to. Uh, So that's been a big adjustment. And just everyday life, in terms of you know going for a surf or a walk or um, doing, doing some training, everything's just a little bit harder now.
2: Does it look like it's ever going to get mm-hmm. any better, like or is, like is this just a kind of um, until you adjust to it, or is this kind of what you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life now?
3: Um, I think your body will adapt just mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, how much that is, I, I'm not too sure. I don't think it's it's a huge amount. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, the way they prepared it, what they had to do to allow me to have any voice, um, the part they repaired in the, mailbox, the my airway, and that's open ended obstruction.
2: Mm.
0: Well, three straight wins for the Knights. Those things don't just happen, uh, and and I, but I can imagine that they can have an immediate impact on the feeling within the club. How is it now after what's been? well, I was going to say a tough start, but a tough couple of years for Newcastle.
3: Yeah, um, it's obviously a lot happier around training. You know, uh, yeah. the boys work, I think, um, uh, whether it's a win or a loss. They're, the way they've applied themselves to training and improving every week.
1: Your um, role on the coaching staff. Now we saw you up in the box um, against the Eels. Must have been must have been positive up there.
3: Yeah, it was uh, a bit stressful and um, mm-hmm. a bit frustrating that I'm not out on the field. I'm stuck in the coaches' box. but I do, I do enjoy it. It's uh, very interesting. I don't do too much. I just take a few notes, brownie, and um, you know, just ride the roller coaster of the game alongside the other one in the box.
2: What has you? So all this year, obviously, you haven't been able to play. But what really have you been doing behind the scenes with some of these younger guys? Because I know, like any time I I really talk to someone from Newcastle, they say, "Oh, Rory cross Jason's been doing so much work behind the scenes. He hasn't got to play, but he's had a big impact." Like, what what have you been up to?
3: Um, yeah, it's very kind of those um, that. I have to been training every day and doing skills with the boys and just trying to pass on any. Of the things I've learned over the last seven years at the two clubs, are with alongside great players um, that I learned from them wherever I can. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to explain. I just pretty much am training exactly as I would, not at the intensity that I'd like, and not in, during the contact sessions. All the fitness sessions, I brush those, but um, <laughs> any your work. I just try and help out where I can, as if I would be training normally, but obviously I can't go out there and play.
0: Mm. Just out of interest, Rory, you signed a two-year deal, and obviously this year will be honoured by the Newcastle Knights. What happened to next year's part of that deal? Is that was that guaranteed within uh, the existing structures of the Newcastle deal and within the NRL?
3: Um, yeah, that goes through an insurance process. Uh, okay. Um, going through that process now, which. I haven't heard too much recently about. It. I just filled
0: some papers out, and I'm sure someone will be in contact with me sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh,
0: that'd be an easy one. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as yeah. in this, it's not a knee injury that you might have had previously. It's clearly no. a new injury. Exactly. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on? I know you've worked pretty closely with Danny Levi there, and there's a number of hookers, obviously, on that coaching staff. Um, but what what are your thoughts on him and kind of how he's progressing?
1: Yeah,
3: Danny obviously over the last, I'd say probably six weeks, five, six weeks, he's really starting to improve some of the efforts off the ball, especially in defence that most people wouldn't notice. But um, as a playing group, we're really trying to emphasise this
0: You've had a chance to look back yet, but do do you think of a particular time in your career that might have been a highlight? You've had premiership wins. You've had a couple of World Club challenges. You've played for Country Origin. There's a, a World Cup with Ireland. Is there anything that stands out immediately?
3: Yeah, all those things you mentioned. Um, but apart from that, I just I was very fortunate to, um, in Melbourne, and uh, the Cowboys be a part of, of some playing groups that, um, not only on the field were successful but off the field were were very tight and very good good mates and, yeah. and shared a lot of good times. Not only the ups but the bad bad times we were able to support each other and, and get through it and form some really good friendships. So um yeah, the last seven years those those friendships are something that I look back on very fondly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're the ones you miss, uh, the, the things you miss out of the game, Rory. Uh, look, great to have a chat today. Um, congratulations on the work you've been doing uh, with the Newcastle Knights, uh, now resulting in some wins as well, which is fantastic for the club and fantastic for the area. And good luck with what you choose to do in the future. Yeah, thanks very
3: much, Rory. Thanks for having
2: me. Thanks, Rory.
0: Time now to talk fantasy. And NRL fantasy, that is. We do it with CK.
1: What do you <laughs> You just roll your eyes with it. It's how many times? How many, it's it's, a, gag.
0: it's oh, a gag. It's a gag. Chris Kennedy likes it, don't you, CK1? Loves
4: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a sense of humour, though. So. Rock solid. I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: All right, tell us about your stats winner from round 23.
4: That's winner from round 23, putting me on the spot. Uh, Are you talking about a player? Because I reckon Nathan Cleary was uh, pretty red hot uh, with his two tries, as was Cam McInnes, probably the two players of the round. um, And fantastic captaincy roughies, if anyone's bold enough to go with them.
1: CK, um, is it time to get rid of Sam Burgess and Marty Tapao?
4: Oh, Oh. these are the big questions of the week. Sam Burgess, I think it basically comes down to your trades. He's been pretty unimpressive score-wise lately. He keeps going off injured. He got Sidney the other week. Now he's been named a prop, and his minutes are guaranteed to be uh, down again. Um, I think if you can uh, upgrade him, then you should. If you can get like a, you know, a Tamalolo or a Nathan Brown or a Paul Vaughan or someone a bit more consistent, it's the way to go. But if you're sitting on your last trade, um, the fact that he's not injured and he is still playing, I reckon you have to uh, sit on him and, and save that last trade for someone more important when they do get injured.
2: I just wanted to ask you again. So we obviously went to the, we were at the um, Eels Knights game last week together. And I had asked you about Brock Lamb and and you said, uh, what did you say? Yeah. I said to get rid of him and and then he had a blinder. What should we do with him this week?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I said last week was that the Eels had been defending quite well, and I thought he might find it a little bit tougher against a team that had only conceded uh, 10 points a game in the previous six weeks. Well, Brock uh, made a mockery of that. Um, he's got the Storm this week, who uh, a step up again in class from the Eels. You'd have to think he's going to find it tricky against Melbourne, but he, uh, he showed us all last week that he's a really fine, developing young player. So if you're still sitting on him, uh, maybe just keep riding that gravy train until he, uh, he finally slows down.
0: Hey, we thought it was going to be a points fest at Leichardt Arval and it turned out to be the case. We think it's going to be a points fest down in Canberra. So can we do things around uh, what the Panthers and the Raiders might do because we we think there's going to be free-flowing football?
4: Mm, absolutely absolutely and it's a good point um, I think it's probably on, on paper the match of the round just both teams have so much to play for scrapping for those spots in the bottom half of the eight both teams that are they're probably the two attacking teams of last year yeah. um, and certainly can attack uh, when they find their mojo in 2017 as well uh, Nathan Cleary still had a boomer last week there's every chance he could do so again the, the Canberra outside backs are going to be a focal point for them as they always are so your Rapanas your Leiluas your Kotricks uh, these sort of guys could be racking up the um, the
0: Tries and a tackle bust as well. Mm. They're not out of the pitcher for a top four finish, are they, Penrith? I know we know the Raiders are trying hard for top eight, mm. but the Panthers are still there. They've got a good for and against. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, they're so. up to six now, aren't they? They're twenty-eight points. They're going to probably have to win every yes. game and still need a result or two to go their way. But it's not completely uh, impossible.
0: No, absolutely.
1: Their best case scenario is second. Second. Yep. Oh,
0: hang on. What's really? this? Really? Yeah. What's this? Ready reckoner in the big league? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We've uh, put the crystal ball. Not really. We did the fire, the, <laughs> the ladder predictor <laughs> a million times. Uh, one of our journos did Ben O'Leary again. Sorry. Probably hmm. well, we
4: have to eight, contrive eight, a few eight, results to get Penrith up for second, but yeah. oh, like to yeah. say it's mathematically a chance. Yep,
1: yes, mathematically.
0: And when you oh. say contrive a few results, obviously you don't mean that in a fixed match sort oh. of way I do <laughs> I, just, I just want to clarify that, right?
4: Look, if you've got deep pockets, then uh, yeah, no. I'm just talking about some some big unlikely upsets. No, I wouldn't be talking about anything nefarious like that, Jimmy. You know me.
0: I do. I do know you. Just out of interest, <laughs> I know you were hungover heavily oh. last week. Uh, what, about, <laughs> I what about this
2: week?
4: <laughs> not hungover and hopefully won't be hungover tomorrow either.
2: Oh, that's disappointing. That's high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm an exciting man like that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jared Hayne dreams
0: about going to the NFL and you just dream about not having a hangover tomorrow, you know? I like to set the bar high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CK1, as always, very good, very comprehensive. Uh, good luck this week. We'll speak next week. Pleasure, guys. Now, time for fearless predictions. Just to uh, before going forward, let's go back to last week. What was yours, Maria? Uh,
1: James Tedesco and Tommy T to make ten tackle breaks. Okay, each. Ooh, that was a tongue twister. How'd you go? Um, Tedesco um, was great. Gave me ten. Yes. Tommy only five.
0: Mm, so okay. zilch, zilch, done. Yes, so Pam.
1: Uh,
2: what was mine? Oh, so that the Melbourne Roosters game would be less than 20 points in total. Mm. And it was not.
0: Yeah. Penalty tries, all that sort of thing. Mm. Conspired. So 29 points in total, 16 points to 13. So you missed mm. out on that one. Mine actually was... Um, that there would be more than 55 points scored at Leichhardt Oval on a Sunday. And just so happens that Malachi the lesniac got across there and improved the position for the goal kicker, which means we had 56 points, ladies and gentlemen, at yes, Leichhardt Malachi. Oval. So now we have the uh, the score. Thank you, Maria. There's the score update. You don't get a half, Maria. No, that there's, is... there's no halves.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. Um, Listen, guys. If you ask me, I am on half a point. Okay. In my mind. If no you one ask is ever going anyone to ask, else, yeah. in reality, <laughs>
0: yeah. you're not. In truth, you are not. So there we go. So 1-0 is the lead to me. But plenty of time to go. So Pam, where are you going this week for your fearless prediction?
2: Mine, My fearless prediction is taking me to Suncorp Stadium this week. Right. I think that uh, so both Sims boys playing, Tariq obviously and Corbin, I think both are going to score a try.
0: Both Sims boys score a try at yeah. Suncorp.
2: Sims double at Suncorp. Wow. Okay. I like
1: it.
0: Inventive. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Very good. Maria?
1: Um, I'm also in uh, Queensland. Uh, I've got Jason Tamalolo to make 210 plus meters and also score a try.
0: See, earlier you wanted to say he would make more than 200 yeah, meters. and, and that we was roasted it. her about it because That's he's ridiculous. averaging
1: 205 That's meters. That's right. So it's not fearless. Where
0: did 210 come from? Because earlier you said I'll make it 220 in a try, which yeah, I thought Yeah,
1: well, was... if his average is 205, then I just made it 210. Right. But his average is 205, so which means La- he fluctuates. Yeah, yeah but last so he week he made 130. So I think, I think I'm think okay. He had a great yeah, game last meaning, week. Meaning,
2: so if his average last week was 130, he's had lots of games above 200. That's right. Yeah. I'm not So she's right. just saying he's yeah. going to have an average game and score a try.
0: Average game and score a try. <laughs> Fearless prediction. <laughs> It's All better right.
1: than Jimmy's feeling. Oh, oh, hang yeah, on. So go. you criticise me. <laughs>
0: I tell you what. The one thing I looked at for this week, we think there's going to be points of plenty down there at Canberra on Sunday. So the line there is 43 and a half. So I was thinking like 55 again. Go 55. But no. Looking a little bit closer. I looking at the uh, Cowboys versus uh, Sharks game as well. Cohen Hess going down the James Maloney channel. Uh, he missed the first two tackles for the tries for the Broncos last Friday. I'm going to say Cohen Hess two tries. Cohen has two tries against the Sharks. That is nice and
1: fearless. Yeah, he has been in a bit (laughs) of a drought lately compared to how he started the year. That's right. I mean,
0: he was almost a try game there at at one stage during the course of the year. So he's just eased off a little bit. But they will be lining him up just to go down that channel every time. So there is my fearless prediction. So there we go, girls. Uh, Just to recap of the score. Do you want to do that again? No.
1: Uh, Jimmy won, Pam and Maria zero. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Uh, So that is the big league podcast Uh, run to the finals. It's round. 24. That is being covered. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you very much, Pam. Usually, I don't say goodbye, girl. So I I know. I know. I got it right this (laughs) time. He just leaves. He just walks (laughs) out the door. Doesn't even say anything. I don't just walk out. Drops the mic and Uh, on he goes. I don't do that because I'm handheld, obviously. So (laughs) I'm dropping the mic. I hope everyone has a big league weekend.